Welcome everyone. With news of today's signing, is Anthony Davis now a $1 million a game player? All that and more on the Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat Show. Adrian Wojnarowski, senior NBA insider, tells us a three-year $186 million deal has been signed. $62 million a season. If Anthony only plays 62 games, does that make him a million-dollar player? Is that an unfair question? It takes him through to 2028. He already has some money owing, about $42 million a year before this contract kicks in. But is it fair to say he's a million-dollar-a-game player? It could be a little bit unfair. Why is that? Look, Anthony Davis played 56 games this season. He had great averages, 26, 12.5 rebounds, 2.6 assists. But really, he was a little lower than that in the playoffs, but he played all 16 playoff games. If he can improve that, this deal is a good deal. Plus, it gives the Lakers something they can trade. But most of us are average Joes. This is a new show. We're not here to talk about the superstars all the time. We're very interested. But what about the people who aren't superstars? People like the rest of us. How many people can get 140th of what their colleagues are getting in the workplace? What about the average Joes, the battlers, the Nevilles? The Larry Lakers is a show for those people. The people who want more chat. They want a chance for their chat to be heard. Let's go to the Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat. Welcome to our show. It's a show for the people, by the people. It's one for the people who enjoy all the other shows. We don't want to stop anyone else listening to the other podcasts, going on the other YouTubes. Do it all. But sometimes you need a little bit more. You can't get enough of the Lakers sometimes. After a win, the others haven't posted, or it's late, or maybe it's early the next day. Tune into the Larry Lakers and see what your conversation could be. We want to talk a little bit about the non-Lebrons, specialised in those, especially over the off-season. The off-season's a long time. We love the Lebrons and the ADs. We follow them for a long time, but they'll be in the news in every which way. What about the non-Lebrons? We'll take a special interest in the Battlers, the Nevilles, the Neville Nobodies, as our Australian friends say. Please like, subscribe, review, and listen to our podcast. If you want to send us a question, send it into the Larry Lakers at gmail.com. Is Anthony Davis now a million dollar a game player? Is this an unfair question? That was our focus for the day, but what about the non-Lebrons? People like Austin Reeves. Is he too famous now to be a non-Lebron? Has he made the big time? Who should be a non-Lebron? That brings in the question. If someone like Austin Reeves is now big time, he's really discovered. Are there other players? The Lakers have got a great track record of finding players, but the supporters seem to really look through the fine print to see if we can find players, support the battlers, and see if they can make it onto the roster. Plus, LeBron's getting a little older. He's going to need the support of all these players, like our Austin Reeves. Should it be any player under $30 million? So would AD and LeBron be the superstars and these other guys be the non-LeBrons, the underdogs? Or is an underdog on $15 million, $18 million, $16, $70 million, a little bit too much to believe as an underdog? 
Can we still support them? Well, we're still interested, especially if they came from recent history of being an underdog. But it's great to see these three guys getting played, Rui, uh, D'Lo, and um, Austin Reeves himself. But we feel a little connection to Austin Reeves, perhaps a little bit too to D'Lo, since he was found playing here with the Lakers. We wish Rui very well all the same, and we're excited to have Gabe Vincent here. Is Should players under $15 million be underdogs, or has Gabe now been discovered and we want to look further? Congratulations to Gabe. He probably replaces our man uh, Dennis Schroeder, and if we don't think of him as a replacement for D'Lo, I think that's a better way to think of it. If Gabe plays and plays well and replaces the work done by... Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Look, and we probably couldn't have afforded Dennis Schroeder in the end. Congratulations just to Dennis for getting a pay rise that was a little bit more than Gabe Vincent's at the uh, Toronto Raptors. Breaking uh, news, it's not that breaking anymore, but it's no surprise. That's probably almost a little bit of an understatement uh, by ESPN that Jared Vanderbilt was picked up for $4.7 million. It brings us to the question, though, whether a player under $5 million should still be an underdog in this um, industry particularly, particularly where players are now heading towards $60 million in their future uh, signings as the salary cap rises. But... What about Jared Vanderbilt? Um, great player, under $5 million. He's certainly one that the fans love. Certainly a bargain at that price. And we look forward to seeing what he does this year. Are there any other players that we could um, claim as um, non-LeBrons, as players we want to keep a special eye on this off-season? He's a bit of a no-brainer as a signing, so there's no way that's a shock. But... Some shocking news claimed that he was taller over this offseason. Is that possible that he's actually grown to 6'10"? Seems unlikely at his age, but I look forward to seeing what happens when he uh, takes the court. Should it be players who are under $5 million was our previous question. So what about players like Torian Prince? Or is he a little less of an underdog because he's already been on bigger money and he's kindly come down to get on a two-year deal with the Lakers? I look forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, a shooter, a defender, um, a good height. Could we possibly use someone a little thicker, uh, a bit of a banger in some of these positions? I think we could. But what a great addition Torian Prince is going to be. Really look forward to seeing him play. Jackson Hayes. Look, on a veteran's minimum, is he a guy that is a battler? Or since he was so high once in the draft, since he uh, has been on more money with the Pelicans, is he really a battler? Is he someone that the people think of as an underdog? He's certainly one I hope goes well. We certainly need someone in the centre position, maybe to bang around a bit there. It's seven foot, 217 pounds. Could he help Anthony Davis uh, take some minutes off and play more than those 56 games that he played this season? Our first, our very first question, even though it says every question, our very first question comes from Finn at Big Things Down Under. Good to see some supporters in Australia for the show. And his question is, uh, Tony, who did you like this summer in the Summer League on Dribbling Chit Chat? We love to get your questions. Pictures courtesy there of Clutch Points. Let's have a look at some of these players. There were some great ones. Well, we hope they're great, but it was just Summer League. 
It was just Summer League, but who do you like? Sometimes we've fallen in love with players in Summer League, wanted to sign them to rosters. I think Austin Reeves was a good one. He came through and we just knew that we had to sign Austin Reeves. Are there any other players that stand out and deserve a position on the roster? I'm not sure. I think they've probably got it about right in that you've got um, a third player this year who is allowed to be uh, in on a two-way contract, which is an increase from two players last year. Using those um, contracts as best you can, I think the Lakers have really unearthed some talent. I was sorry to see Big Cole Swider go, but I'm very excited about these players and one in particular that we'll highlight in a minute. Colin Castleton at centre, 6'11", 231. Look, he looked good at times. He uh, passes the ball well. What a find he is in that regard. Not sure about his ability to bang and finish over taller players uh, through contact. Um, needs a reliable shot um, from the edge of the key. I understand there's hopes that he could get that shot because he's quite good from the free throw line. So maybe that edge of the key jumper can be a little more uh, dangerous. But he's certainly a smart passer, a smart dribble handoff player and uh, one to watch for in the future. Some of the stands out, so Colin Castleton, Max Christie, people fell in love with his work this summer, I believe... Um, the guys from a Silver Screen and Roll loved his work. Anthony there absolutely fell in love with the work of Max Christie. But I'm not sure we want to get too carried away just on Summer League. LJ Figueroa, not just the name of a street there for Staples uh, or the stadium formerly known as Staples. What a uh, game he had. He bounces around. But he looks like he really needs to be about six foot nine, six foot ten. He looks like a power forward or a small forward in a um, sort of a, a three slash two's body. Uh, he did seem to have a long reach. He bumps away on the boards. If only he had a three point shot that was a bit more reliable, I think he could be someone you could look at. And if only he was a little closer to six foot eight, six foot nine. But what an exciting couple of games he had. He was fun to watch. LJ Figueroa. This is the man we've come to look at, uh, Alex Fudge. Looks like he's going to replace the great Cole Swider on two-way contracts. We love the Fudge Meister. It didn't get many minutes, though. For a guy they were looking at possibly to replace Cole Swider, you would like to see him uh, a little longer and see what he can do. Some call, people are calling him um, Vando 2.0. He uh, bumps around, he's long, he uh, charges in, races in and grabs the boards, blocks shots all over the place for a guy his height at uh, six foot eight. And he probably has some growth, although I think he's been through the college system for a while. My most exciting player is Demoy Hodge. We'll have more on that in a minute. But at only 6'4", he's been a fair way through the college system. So whether his age leaves him a lot of improvement. But gee, he seemed to catch on fast through Summer League. It's only Summer League. But as they say on the shows, I'm wondering whether Demoy Hodge could be someone you bring up for some of those 50 games they're allowed to play in the regular season. If you need to play these guys in the finals, you need to convert them to a full contract. But why not bring up Demoy Hodge? The Lakers have signed 13 players. You're allowed 15 on the roster. Why not put the Hodge in a few times? Jalen Hood-Shafino, the rookie, our highest selected in the draft this year. Look, he looked tough, uh, a little stronger physically 
than a lot of rookies perhaps. Um, didn't look quite as fluid with the ball. Uh, took the odd three-pointer that seemed crazy and then took a few others that looked tough and then he made them where coaches say, no, no, no great shot. Jalen hood Shafino, one to watch. He looks like he could be a strong uh, point-of-attack defender and I guess that's what they wanted. I'd wonder if a few of these guys were insurance packages if uh, D'Lo ever left and um, some of that is a hangover from uh, over overprotecting one spot. You go out, you go to the shops and you buy a couple of shirts because uh, you thought you needed one and before you know it, you've got three very similar blue shirts. I wonder if uh, Jalen hood um people were trying to replace one thing and ended up uh, with insurance plans getting three lots of it. But I th- think he's got something as a player. I just don't know whether... Um, Uh, All the fans are excited about him, yet he needs a little bit of time, and I look forward to seeing what he does. Maxwell Lewis was a guy they were very high on, but just didn't seem to show it at the Summer League. So what's going to happen with Maxwell? It's unknown. I wonder whether we could uh, slide Maxwell into the uh, South Bay Lakers for quite a few games and bring in Demoy Hodge and see what he does. In fact... um, all of the rookies could go down and play in the two as not as two-way players. They would maintain their contracts. They could all go down though, and play in the um, South Bay Lakers. Uh, what to give them some development time while they're wanting to play for the Lakers. But they're definitely on contracts different to the two-way contracts. But they could play with the South Bay Lakers and Maxwell Lewis. Might be one to keep an eye on. Again, something like buying similar things to more <laughs> to fix one spot. Maxwell Lewis there at 6'7". Alex Fudge at 6'8". Uh, look, Alex Fudge looked in glimpses a little more exciting than Maxwell Lewis. So it makes me wonder what might uh, come of that. Perhaps uh, Maxwell Lewis might have a better three-point shot at this stage. Alex Fudge, a little raw, but has a great percentage but a very small sample size in Summer League, which we'll show you shortly. Scotty Pippen Jr., a farewell tour, injured for Master Summer League. Uh, it was a bit of a pity that we didn't get to see him play. Probably the pity was that uh, other uh, teams that may possibly have had a spot on their roster, they didn't really get to see Scotty Pippen Jr. play. So I hope we can look after him. The Lakers, as they say, the Lakers family, when he um, goes into the regular season, if he doesn't have a spot, I wonder whether the South Bay Lakers might be able to assist him in getting some court time and uh, perhaps showing his wares to another team. Now, as we get to the last name on the roster, Cole Swider shot a beautiful percentage and got some rebounds and some minutes in Summer League, but he still looked a little bit slow on his feet. Doesn't look like he's going to become the... uh, Bojan Bodonovic light that uh, Lakers fan hoped he would, but hit some beautiful shots. Occasionally got free on the run for a um, look, a slow moving dunk as he drove into the basket, which gave you hope that maybe his footwork is a little bit better. Uh, six foot nine, uh, fairly strong frame at two twenty. But just the, a little sluggish on the footwork, a little difficult to create his own shot off the dribble. Catch and shoot looked pretty good, but um, wasn't a lot more or perhaps enough progress for what um, the development team had hoped. Certainly more talented than any of us will probably ever be, but Cole Swider, 
that talent that you need for the NBA uh, looks like it's a, a tough, tough gig. Now, Max Christie, did Anthony Irwin and some of our other shows that we all love to support and listen to and um, see what they're thinking, look, that, it was a love story for Max Christie. Max, look, you can see here he's muscled up. Here he is as a rookie, and here he is uh, at Summer League. But did we have the blinkers on? Were we uh, looking with the binocs at just Anthony Christie? Was there, uh, Max Christie, was there something else to see there in Summer League, or was it justified? He's definitely a more confident player. He played a bigger role in Summer League, which was great to see, as I guess anyone who's in their second year at Summer League should. Well, you could see the second-year players definitely stood out from the first-year players. But um, it was nice to see. He, he brought the ball up well. He put the ball on the floor. He got into the key and hit little floaters, uh, some mid-range jumpers, some beautiful three-pointers. He had a great three-point percentage for the entire Summer League. Uh, but was the uh, excitement justified? I'm not sure. I thought Max Christie was great up to a point and I started to watch the games. Anthony Irwin, all the critics got me excited, the fans, all the non-LeBron talk, the battlers, the Nevilles, the people's champions. I was excited to see what was going on with Max Christie. So I jumped on to a lot of the uh, Summer League games, tuned in for the live uh, Celtics versus the Lakers, only to find out that pick number 38, which was pretty close, to be fair, Max Christie was pick number 35. Jordan Walsh, the Celtics, got him via a trade, I think via Sacramento. Um, he really showed uh, Max well, Max Christie some trouble. I thought he uh, got him to pick the dribble up quite early. It looked like he stole him or made him fumble his dribble. When you look back over the game stats, there wasn't a, a lot of turnovers, but he really did give him trouble. He couldn't turn the corner on Jordan Walsh um, comfortably. He looked a little like he fumbled it if he was going left and a little bit to the right, which just made you wonder if Max Christie um, needs or could use just a little more work uh, if he's going to put the ball on the floor and do so strongly. But he, until that point, he was looking great. Um, just makes you wonder, though, when the step up into the NBA talent, the regular rosters comes, whether... Uh, Max will be able to uh, play in some of the positions where we would need him to put the ball on the floor. But it's certainly exciting to see him stronger, willing to get more involved in the game, to assert himself more in offense. Uh, he blocks shots well as well. When we look at his stats in a minute, you'll find they were pretty good. Also interesting to see whether picks around this number uh, end up being pretty good and whether uh, this Jordan Walsh character could be an interesting guy for the uh, Celtics. Our hidden gem. So who was our hidden gem of the Summer League? Look, I have to give my award to Demoy Hodge. She's probably the... They're all exciting. But to me, he's the most exciting guy out of the Summer League. Uh, I don't know what his wingspan is. The beauty is I've spelled it with a double I there just to give the extra wing uh, emphasis. Uh, um, it's been noted by um, popular podcasters and um, YouTubers that uh, it's really hard to get some of these stats on these guys, that they've played at different colleges. So um, that means 
they might have been in a softer program early and finished in a reasonably strong program or the competition varied in different ways but when he finally finished at a top division one college in his last year there it's been noted that um, his um, three-point percentage dropped but he was exciting during summer league so i want to see what he can do in real competition i don't want to get too excited but to my hodge excites us here at the larry lakers welcome to the larry lakers six foot four great defender on the ball from what we've seen so far looks to have a long reach we'd love to get that wingspan stats i'm sure someone will send them in to us his three-point shooting was great at different times just when the game was going flat Demoy came in sometimes he was flat for his first sh- shift but as all shooters are came in for his second shift bang hit a few threes even if he'd missed them he's got a, a shooter's guilt he doesn't mind firing up a three look out Demoy. it's only summer league but let's have a look at some of these stats uh points max christie as we said shooting with new confidence but what about lj figueroa he was willing to scrap away but we're not sure he actually uh, could fit a spot um, whether he has the game perhaps needs a bit more three as we said he's perhaps a almost a power forward in a um, shooting guard small forwards body um, used his long reach was willing to scrap hope he gets on somewhere Demoy Hodge our man the man we're saying was the hidden gem of summer league um, 15.4 points Cole Swider our man was saying was a bit unlucky to go but we look forward to the fudge and we hope that Cole Swider the Swider man we hope he gets on somewhere Colin Castleton people are saying he's a fine he can score some points I'm not sure he has a, a particular go-to move to score but he seems a smart player he seems to know when he should shoot it he doesn't overshoot it he doesn't try and hit too many threes or jack shots up or force shots, but we'd like to see him a little stronger up through contact, a little stronger over his player, get a little bit more of a reliable um, edge of the key, edge of the paint, little jumper, um, which looks like it could be there because his free throw shooting, as we said earlier, looks promising. Uh, here he is in the rebounds, Castleton, which is great. Cole Swider, again, six foot nine. I guess folks are a little bit smaller in summer league, but he's in the uh, rebounding stats, pretty close to the equal second there with 5.6. Um, deserves that. Six nine, I guess you think a guy that big should be able to get a few boards. Um, didn't seem to do enough, though, to get uh, save his spot on the roster. Pretty, pretty big lot of talent when you're at that end, though, and you're battling to get into the league. We wish him well, as we've said before. Jalen Hushafino there on the boards. Again, showing his strength, I think. He's a bit stronger than people realise, and I guess that's what the Lakers staff are looking for, someone who's strong enough. When you've got someone LeBron's age and money and Anthony Davis's, you need to win now, and they need to be able to play with men now. And Jalen Hushafino looks strong enough to be able to go on there and play with strong players. Colin Castleton, again, up there in the assists, we said he reads the game. He's a smart player, and particularly on dribble handoffs, little pick and pops, he's got something going for him. We need to see more of him. Just looks a little light, looks like he'd be bumped off his spot uh, above the hips, but looks reasonably strong in the hips down. 
Let's see what he can do if there's enough weight in his wallet. Max Christie, that's what we said early in the first games. He was willing to bring the ball up and he was looking like a team leader there until about that Celtics game. Not a lot of talk about that from the fans of Max Christie, but that was a real turning point in the season, I thought, there when they pushed out and put some pressure on him with a a decent sort of um, small forward, uh, biggish wing. Jalen Huchifino again in the assist. You'd probably like a few more assists, but that's probably consistent with the data. Coming in on Jalen Huchifino, coming out of college, strong player, not necessarily your assist leader, so uh, might not be your replacement for your point guard, but in teams with LeBron, sometimes that's not the uh, point guard we're looking for. They're probably not famous for teams that are always looking for guys that are averaging 10 and 12 assists a game, the huge assist uh, point guards. We're looking for someone who can come on, defend, get some assists, hit some threes, just a nice little mix and be strong enough to, I think, play now as opposed to other rookies who might have needed some development. Good job there by Bryce Hamilton and Damian Bowe. Let's have a look at the blocks. Max Christie up there, Alex Fudge, the excitement machine, the man who looks like he snuck into Cole Swider's spot on the two-way roster. And our man, Demoy Hodge. This is what we're talking about, the surprise packet, the hidden gem. It looks like he can defend. He's got some block shots there. Uh, Here he is again in steals. We rest our case. The defence rests. Demoy Hodge, his defence won't rest, though. It looks like he can defend, defend on the ball and something the Lakers desperately need there. I think people have already likened him. Our friends at JSM have likened him to uh, KCP, uh, great name, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Look, if he can be anything like KCP, um, That'll be fantastic. A little heavier and and tougher, I think, KCP. Maybe a little bit taller. Um, Can hit that three, though. Perhaps a little stronger physical specimen. I think the reach, again, I'd be interested in finding out Demoy Hodges' wingspan because that might be a little more than KCP. And maybe you can use that. As long as he's got the foot speed, maybe Demoy, particularly while he's young, might be a uh, great pickup, particularly when... The Lakers have got two spots left, but the great news is we don't need to protect Demoy Hodge from someone else stealing him. The Lakers have got him. Fantastic news. He's on a two-way contract, up to 50 games, three players allowed this year. I hope we see some Demoy as soon as we can. Got to see him against real NBA adults. Summer League, fantastic, but I look forward. I hope he gets a lot of preseason minutes somewhere. Because I guess when the league starts, this team's fairly loaded. It'll be hard to get everybody on there, particularly a two-way player. How often do we see them come up, sit on the bench, warm up, but not get on the court in a game? We can't blame the coach for that. But where's a chance for Demoy Hodge to be seen? We need to see him. He's um, done enough on uh, fans. This is what we're looking for, these non-Lebrons, the Battlers, the Neville, the Neville Nobodies Australians call them, which is a bit harsh, but a, a fond nickname for players who are battling to get on these rosters, underdogs. Colin Castle, and look, there's been talk of putting him in at centre because it's well known the Lakers need a centre. Um, they've got their Jackson Hayes, but they need one more player, perhaps a centre. They've got two spots left on the roster. I think uh, we need to have a look at Colin Castleton, 
but I'm, I think we need someone thicker, stronger to bang away there, uh, finish strong through contact, uh, take some of the heat off Anthony Davis. The other side of it is I think you need to think, what if Anthony Davis wasn't playing? What, what if there was 20 games where AED was missing? Um, I think you'd have Colin Castle and up for that, but I don't think he'd be starting. He'd be possibly playing five minutes and not even getting on. So is Jackson Hayes uh, filling the role there? Where are the points going to come from? Uh, are they really going to block shots above the rim? Uh, Anthony Davis's defence last year was something um, possibly the best in the league. So who can you find is going to bang away down there? I'd love to see someone like Bismarck Biombo. You lose a lot, though, in, in attack. Uh, but just someone who can take the uh, the hits, do the heavy work, and uh, then take a flyer on someone like Colin Castleton and see what they can develop as. I'd love to see one more banger, but we'll talk about that. Because there's two spots, if you could get someone on a non-guaranteed contract, that would be really interesting. We should try and get off this slide, though. What about Max Christie in the minutes? Congratulations there. Again, the coaching staff looking to see what he can do as a second-year player. Cole Swider, good news is they gave him a good look. He can't say I didn't get a good chance. He was injured for much of the um, South Bay Lakers season in the G League last year, so that was a little unlucky, But he, and he was coming good towards the end. Everyone was excited and hopeful to see him, but Cole Swider, they've given him a chance. It uh, would have been nice to see him keep going. But the question is whether he could actually take up another step, improve again, I think. And they probably think the ceiling for someone like um, the Fudge, Alex Fudge, is a lot bigger perhaps than Cole Swider. Cole Swider's shooting. I'm wondering, though, of course, again, shows my bias for our hidden gem. I'm wondering if the hidden gem, Hodge to my Hodge, could replace some of the Cole Swider shooting. Colin Castamoy Hodge again up there in the minutes, I think, as they discovered him and he came along. Would have liked to have seen, if we're going to replace Cole Swider with him, I might have liked to have seen a little bit more of Alex Fudge. Perhaps they didn't want to expose the Fudge to other teams in case they jumped in and stole him away. Offered a contract. It's only Summer League, but let's have a look at all the stats. All the stats are there if you'd like to get into them. Uh, Cole Swider there at 28 minutes per game. Beautiful playing. Demoy Hodge. Not sure that 20 minutes a game for Maxwell Lewis is a good indicator of uh, whether he's a great pickup or 20 minutes is enough. I'm not sure he showed enough there in terms of uh, what he did during the season, during the um, Summer League. He looks like there was a lot of hope for him, but it looks almost at this stage like, as we mentioned earlier, the fudge might be a little more promising than Maxwell Lewis, although he, he comes with higher pedigree, stronger-looking build, uh, looks like he might have a bit more three-point uh, shooting than the fudge, although the fudge has got some sort of superstar uh, average from three-point percentage, 50%. During summer league, of course, it only took uh, something like uh, three attempts at three points. So he's hit he's hit half, or he might have taken six. He's hit three three-pointers, and uh, it's a very small sample size. So Alex Fudge, uh, excited, uh, but 
can hit a three by the looks of it, but I wouldn't get carried away that those are um, replicable statistics for Alex Fudge. Uh, look forward to seeing if he gets a bigger role than uh, Lewis at this stage. They're excited. They traded down to get to that draft spot to get him. Uh, didn't look like it was um, worth the excitement and the deal so far, but the Lakers staff, they've always done well in these things. Um, they've got a great history of finding folks like Austin Reeves deep or outside the draft. So we've got to have faith that uh, Maxwell Lewis is a good pick. Uh, remains to be seen, but let's hope the staff have got it right again. Looking forward to seeing the fudge. Love the fact that he's uh, still improving and love the idea that some folks are calling him uh, Vando 2.0. Now, here's another question. Uh, congratulations on being one of the people to get a question on our very first show. Uh, mums at Big Mums Blocks... Uh, <laughs> big, big Mums Blocks Ones. Is that the right or blocks? Okay, block stuns. Big, big muns block stuns. Congratulations, big muns. You are one of our very first questioners on the pilot episode anyway. Are there any non-Lebrons or Nevilles that we missed or that you'll miss the most? Well, that's a good question. Um, it's very hard, particularly over the season. Like, depends. We, have some of our battlers gone up to be billionaires or millionaires now? Well, is 15 million a cutoff? Is Austin Reeves a bit too flash for us now? Was it a beautiful story before? Or because he came through as a battler, will we always uh, see him as such? Look, I think uh, here's one for you. Missing trend on was on trend for the Lakers. How did they miss this guy, Trendon Watford? They've got two spots left. There he is. I thought it was Rob Lowe, but it's Rob Polinka and two spots left. So if you could get this guy, Trendon Watford, if you could get him on a uh, non-guaranteed contract, I would have had to be tempted. He's played 62 games. So these are not summer league stats. These are real NBA stats from last year. He was with the Portland Trailblazers. He's got 7.4 points. He's shot the three-pointer at 39%. Sure, a small sample, but a pretty decent sample compared to the guy who hasn't even played or has been playing in the summer league or a minor league college and you're not quite sure what he's doing. And he's young and he's 240 pounds. Now, I would like... To as good as LeBron is, you've got a big guy there, but people are getting banged up every year. Why not put on someone like Trendon Watford? They've gone for nice, lithe, athletic-looking guys like Alex Fudge that we were just talking about, like um, Max Christie. Very good, athletic, lean wings, mobile, can switch. But I'd just like to see one more banger. I'd like to see Markeith Morris in one of those spots, especially if it was an unguaranteed. Look, we won it before with Markeith. Put him in there. Until we find that centre, until we, if we have to wait forever on this Christian Wood, I'm not sure I'd wait. I think players have said they don't want to play with him. Maybe that's just talk. But... He hasn't been consistent on other teams. Maybe the Lakers can rehabilitate anybody, but let's get some proof 
into that other spot if we get the chance. Markeith Morris might have been a temptation. I think he's still available. But trend on Watford is on trend for he's the sort of player we seem to miss out on. As good as they have done last year, plenty of people raving about the work of Rob Polinka. But I would have been really tempted to have a look at this guy, especially on a non-guaranteed contract. Previous misses. So people we miss and people we missed out on. Kayla Martin. Not sure how we missed him. He was available. And uh, look, we got the guys that couldn't play that year. And he ended up at the Miami Heat a season or two ago. As did, um, we lost Zubac and we're looking for a player probably to come in, take some of the banging, the, the pressure off AD a year or two ago. We could have got Isaiah Hartenstein, Isaiah Hartenstein another player we um, let slip through our hands. Miss you already, Schroeder, Dennis. Look, uh, 66 games, 30 minutes a game. That's not easy to replace. I think we'll be all right there with Gabe Vincent. Um, I don't think people are being very fair if they think Gabe Vincent's a a replacement for D'Angelo Russell. But if you think of him as a replacement, um, they're not quite like for like, uh, a little lot leaner. Um, and uh, a little better at different things, I think. Uh, Dennis Schroeder to Gabe Vincent, a little more rugged, tough uh, physically, uh, Gabe Vincent, and uh, had a great um, playoff season, but perhaps recency bias is one that people have. But Schroeder, congratulations on re-establishing some value and getting yourself off there, I think $30 million a season, to the Toronto Raptors. So, actually uh, went off the minimum contract and um, got a a contract slightly bigger than the one of Gabe Vincent. So those people that said, why didn't we just bring back Dennis Schroeder? Look, his contract's a little bigger, so there's a reason why. Congratulations, Joe, to Dennis. I hope he goes well. Look, who else in the missed you already? Are there ones we missed and ones we missed out on? So the ones we miss already... Wenyan Gabriel, I guess there's still a chance people are still saying, Wenyan, can we bring him back? Just the energy he had. Again, a little light in his position, more talented than all of us, but you have to be a super talent, obviously, to be in this NBA. Uh, It's easy to be a critic from the sidelines, but Wenyan, what energy. And it's easy to say, coach, put him on. Why don't we see he playing with Anthony Davis more often, see the two of them? But um, we didn't get to see it. We did see it a little bit, and we might not see it again. I'm, uh, if Wenyan doesn't get back, I hope someone picks him up. But thank you for your work, Wenyan. Wenyan Gabriel. Thank you also to Troy Brown and Lonnie Walker. Look, they've both picked up contracts. I hope Lonnie Walker wasn't delayed in picking his contract up and therefore hoping to get on the Lakers and only found a minimum spot left. I hope that wasn't the story. And I hope he goes well and gets a bigger contract in the future, but a minimum contract at, I believe, the um, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, an increased contract for Troy Brands. So Troy, Troy Brown, congratulations on picking up an increase in your, your pay and for a couple of years. Thank you also to Scotty Pippen Jr., 
injured for a lot of this year's summer league. Uh, tough for guards, six foot one, uh, slightly longer reach, uh, reasonably sort of pesky defender, uh, but definitely a playmaker. Makes things happen when he's got the ball. Cole Swider, we've talked about. Thank you. Now, the, look, people, are they overrating? the new lineup and uh but the new year brings hope look a lot of people are giving it an a plus the work of the team is it really worth that much uh clayton congratulations on being i think our third person to ask a question here clayton at clayto do you think this year is crazy good tony well We've said it before, before we get carried away, this was the sort of uh, work we used to see on YouTube uh, in recent years. And have a look at this team. Uh, there was a lot of hope back then with uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, Carmelo and a number of veterans. Uh, some of them folks we didn't even see take the court for the whole season. Uh, so, and some took it very late and uh, just were uh, a shadow of themselves. So before we get too crazy, let's see a few games. It certainly looks a better balanced roster. And it's better balanced both in terms of position and money. When Russell was getting uh, a big chunk of the money was in these three players. Um, I'm not just talking about balance in position. Without this sort of big money for at least one of the big three, it's not... Russell's fault, but you could divide that amount of money and get three sort of 15, 16 million dollar a year players, as it looks like we have in the form of uh, Rui Hashimura, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and Austin Reeves. Now, is that money better served three ways than all in the one player? We're going to find out. And wings, we've gone for winger ding dings. I'd still would like to see a wing that could bang. Uh, about there at power forward, another Markeith Morris type, maybe even play some small ball centre, or at least put a body on a, a centre if Anthony Davis was off the grounds. Uh, someone strong enough to do that. He's also a guy who can hit a three, and he was in the team last time he won. What about the current roster? I guess we've just uh, leaked that answer. What would I be doing? I think it's down here I'd be looking at power forward centre, getting that one more big banger in there. And while it seems to be they're playing a waiting game, waiting, if I could get a player here who was strong, I uh, could maybe hit a three and doesn't need to play a lot of minutes. you think these guys would be there, but a lot of these other guys are a little thinner and um, nothing wrong with that. And it's good to be lean and mobile, but somebody who could pound away if uh, LeBron's banged up. I'm not sure it's fair. Rui's always been a, 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 a panel beater. I don't think he is. He, he's strong enough, but he doesn't seem to bang about there. So, and uh, power in. Let's get one more player who could maybe uh, be in the power position, who could maybe play a little bit of small ball centre. These guys are both fairly tall. Let's get someone in there, maybe hit a three, in the style of Markeith Morris. And while we're waiting, especially if it can be on a uh, non-guaranteed contract, that would be most interesting. Okay, our next question, Riley. Riley at the surprise packet. 
Christianwood.com. Uh, so what would you do while we wait for Christian Wood? Look, Riley, I think we've mentioned that we'd get a banger there or instead of. Thank you for your question, though. Congratulations for being on early show. Our last question for the night, Ted O. Thank you for those who have listened. Ted O at Sacramento. Well, that rhymes. Good on you, Ted. With 60 or more uh, days to pre-season, I think he means, how are you filling in the time and what are you watching instead of b-ball? Well, yes, I imagine we all miss a little bit of basketball. I've been watching, I must admit, on Apple TV, I waited and waited till it came on here, Stephen Curry underrated, but it's not a series, it's all over in one movie. I wish there was more of it, like Air Jordan or something, something. but I tell you, it was great. I enjoyed it, particularly that college background. If folks have only got the TV and they watch a lot of uh, NBA league pass and they really knew most about um, the NBA work of Stephen Curry. Great way to see the pre-NBA work and the way it led up and uh, the the fact that he was a, really an underdog, even though he's a highly paid and highly regarded player now. And I believe uh, Kevin Durant is a producer of this show, Swagger, that's meant to have uh, some links or parallels to his own story. That is a series, and I've been enjoying that uh, just little bits at a time. Not as much, perhaps, as I enjoyed Underrated. But uh, thanks for asking, Ted. There's some shows out there for us. Until our next podcast and our next YouTube, please, please like subscribe review us give us a five star review if you can on apple uh, podcast there or itunes uh, find us on your favorite podcast platform we are the larry lakers at gmail.com if you want to shoot us a message the larry lakers dribbling chit chat particularly during the off season we'd like to give special attention to the battlers the the uh as most of us are, and have a look at those because, look, as great as LeBron and AD are, when they're missing a few games, it'll probably be the non-LeBrons that make that slight bit of difference that get you over the edge to winning. Until next time, thank you and good night.